Blog Talk Radio. Talking about the greatest matches in history, and I'm joined once again by One Silva. One Silva, tell us about these matches. All right, three of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. Um, I attended the first, uh, well, the second one. The first one was, is from All Japan Television, February 22nd, 1992. He died five years ago, a week ago, five years ago. Doug Furness and his tag team partner, Dan Crawford, the Can-Am Express versus Tsuyoshi Kikuchi and the legendary Toshiaki Kawada. Then the next match, a match that I attended, Monday Night Raw, July 19th, 1993, World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels defending the title against his former tag team partner and Intercontinental, former Intercontinental Champion, Marty Jannetty. And the final match from two months ago from the Wrestle Kingdom, January 4th, Tokyo Dome Spectacular, Kazuchika Okada defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega. Man, and these are some, uh, well, the, the two of them are fucking long, but they're good, but they're, <laughs> it took me a long time to watch them, but yeah, um, and this was the six-star match, that last one, right? Uh, that, yeah, uh, I mean, it, this was, it was a great match, but it's not the greatest match I ever saw. But it was a, the first half was slow, but the second half was as good as you ever, as anything ever, ever in the history of wrestling. Wow. Yeah, we'll get to it. So let's, let's talk about this uh, first match here. Uh, it's um, Furnace and uh, Crofat. Crofat? Crawford. Crawford versus uh, Tosh, um, Kawada and Kikuchi. Now, uh, these guys, um, this is New Japan at the height of its 90s run here, right? All Japan at the height of its Oh, All Japan. 
Okay, so um, so in this match, um, it you know you have the two powerhouses, uh, Doug Furness, who kind of looks like Rob Van Dam, uh, and then you have you know you have I've always loved Doug Furness's style, but is he a black man disguised as a white man? <laughs> well, I don't know why you say that. I don't know. He looks like a brother. His body. And his, his, never mind his body, his hair, his, the, the the skin tone. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. But but he he was a white man. But goddamn, he if he walked if he was walking around the streets of New York, they was they would swear he was Puerto Rican or light skinned black man. Right, right. <laughs> Well, anyway, so he's so so uh, in this match we have. I guess we can get into it here. The um, it, we start off with like them basically uh, powering out these guys. Oh my guys. god! He, he, uh, he press slams them over the top rope. Yeah, power bomb onto the floor on Kawada by Crawford. Uh, uh, that was a uh, a tiger drive. Okay, yeah, the t- right where he does like the 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 chicken wing and then. Um, yeah, like what 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 Scott Steiner used to. Use. Doug Furness wrestled. Doug Furness was like a high flying version of Scott Steiner. He yeah. used the same moves, but he was it's incredible to say at this point in time. But these two guys were powerhouses that could do high flying maneuvers. Furness was a better version. <laughs> Definitely. So then we see a double suplex on Kawada. Uh, and and by the way, I'm going to name some of these moves, but there's a lot of moves in between that I I mean it's just so much that it's hard yes, for me to. Yes. So there's so we see uh, Furnace does a power slam on uh, Kawada onto the floor. Uh, then we um, see um, Crawford um, tells the ref to count. Um, finally, um, he gets back in. They're working over Kawada. Um, Kawada. Look, what, look, Kawada is the equivalent. Of Ricky Steamboat when it comes to selling, no no wrestler in the history of J- Japanese wrestling so like Kawada. You see, Crawford is trying to whip him to the ropes, and Kawada falls like his knees go under, go go out from under him. Great selling. Great selling. Yeah, he catches uh, the kick though, um, and um, he he throws him back. I think that's a. Uh, um, Crawford in there, and then uh, Crawford, and then uh, Kikuchi comes in on fire. Uh, but then he gets thrown right over the top rope. But then he comes back, and um, and he gets a um, he he comes back. Then he gets fisher. Well, he gets a fisherman suplex. Yes, fisherman um, suplex. Yeah. Um, but then they get the upper hand. Uh, they're getting the upper hand on um, on Crawford. He uh, pulls out a fucking power slam out of nowhere. He tags Furnace back in. Wicked Boston Crab on Kikuchi by Furnace. That, that's like a combination Boston Crab, uh, Texas Cloverleaf that uh, Dean Malenko used to use. Yeah. Then they do that Road Warriors uh, decapitation move uh, from the top rope. Um, on... And and, and, and um, future wrestlers or guys that want to become wrestlers, check out how Furnace and Crawford do the tag or, or, or as a tag team where they cut the ring and and while one guy's doing something he locks the other guy's legs while doing while tagging the other guy. That's perfect. That, that's great tag team execution. You work in a tag team style. You want to look at that. That's like uh, the Anderson brothers, the, the 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 Brain Busters. Those type of tag teams use those type of maneuvers. Great, great, great work. Yeah. 
So then we get the Sergeant Slaughter um, sleeper oh, type. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crawford puts uh, Kikuchi. I mean, he really digs it in the Cobra Clutch. I mean, it looks like he's trying to break his arm and neck at the same time. Yeah, he puts him. He basically drags him down to the mat and uh, tries to get him uh, to pin him. And, and as you can see, and All Japan did this throughout the 90s, and New Japan does it today. While, while this is a work match, everything is stiff. Oh, yeah, man. He's kicking him in the face. He tags in Furnace. They're working over Kikuchi. Uh, we get a belly-to-belly by Furnace, another wicked um, Boston-type um, crab yeah. here. Uh, Crawford is back in. Um, he throws Kikuchi outside, and then he he's he's back in. Then he, gives him, uh, he throws him back in and gives him a razor's edge, like running across the yep. ring. Um, there's like a press throw by Furnace into the crowd. Oh, he throws him over the railing onto the seat, seat. Yeah, into the the fucking crowd, man. Into the crowd. So they get Kikuchi back in. They're working him over. Who finally gets a leg up in the corner as uh, Kawada's coming in. I mean, as um, I, I think it's Furnace coming in, and then uh, Kawada's uh, gets tagged in. He's got the babyface comeback. Uh, he does an elbow off the top rope. He he tries a suplex, but it's reversed by Crawford. Then um, he, there's a drop kick to the face and a hurricane rana by um, Furnace. John uh, Furnace do one of the greatest drop kicks in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. And reason why, look at them fucking thunder thighs. He had the most powerful fucking legs in the history of professional wrestling, and he was a legit power lifter with legitimate powerlifting records, which McMahon, when he had the Can-Am Express in the WWF, never talked about. This guy was possibly the strongest wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. He looked like it. He was So then he goes for another Hurricane Rana, um, but then it gets reversed into a powerbomb. Um, so then we get um, Kikuchi tags in. Uh, he hits a drop kick off the top rope. Um he go, he goes to the top because it does a diving headbutt, uh, but then Kikuchi's um, by uh, on, on the furnace. Furnace gets a power slam. Uh, Crawford uh, goes off the top rope onto a splash. Um, then he does that um, the power bomb. What is it called? The um, Tiger Driver. The Tiger uh, Driver. Yeah, yes. Furnace. Uh, he misses a kick. Then he then Kawada kicks him. Uh, Kawada gets uh, this uh, crazy, like, neck hold submission it's on. Ca- it's, it's called a stretch plumb. Okay. Yeah, and that was it, and that was the end of the deal. Um, yeah, stretch plumb. It's very similar to, what's that wrestler's name? Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami used to have a, a similar hold to it, which was the dragon sleeper. But this is called a stretch plumb, and he gets the submission. Yes. And there's, you know, there's, it's a, um, it's it's kind of a, 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 a out of nowhere win because it looked like Furnace and um, and uh, Crawford they basically were winning the match like the whole time. And what I love about this match is there was not one rest hold in this match. Hell no. A fucking action. <laughs> yeah, great fucking craziness there. Now. Um, so let's go on to this uh, next match here. We got um, Michaels versus Janetti in '93 on Raw, and so you went and saw this, huh? Yeah, I I saw both. I saw both live. They they had a match in May of '93, 
in which a match that we covered on this show, uh, where Janetti beats Michael for the Intercontinental Championship uh, with help from Mr. Perfect. And so uh, a month later, Shawn Michaels wins the title back in a non-televised match at a house show. And so this is the, the third and final match of this trilogy. On Monday Night Raw, July 19th, 1993, I was at the one in May, and I'm at this one. This one, this match was phenomenal. This match was voted the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Match of the Year. <laughs> no shit. It's like the opener on Raw here. Um, well, back then, the the Raw, just like Saturday Main Event, um, prior to that, the best match would always be the opening match back then. Not now, but back then, the opening match would be the best match. Right, right. So now this this match, I, I'm sorry, I cannot go through the moves of this match. It's just like, it's so quick, these two it, are... Look, Janetti M- and Michaels are like fucking the Roadrunner and Wally Coyote in this match. Man. Yeah. Non-stop action. Yeah, so they're just like, you know, hitting... Uh, well, we could, we could go through a few, a, a, a few of the highlights. Early in the match, Janetti uh, hits Michaels with a beautiful DDT, and the ref, you know, having the counts to three... And the fans go crazy, and I went crazy. I'm like, yeah, Jeanette, he got the title back. But unbeknownst to everybody, Michael's foot was on the rope. Yeah, and so Bobby Heenan intervenes. Uh, he goes over yeah, to the I ro- love it. I love it because they go to commercial, but I'm in the stands, and you see Heenan talking to Hebner. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And then, then Hebner does these crazy hand gestures and rings the bell back, but they're still at a commercial break. So when they come back from commercial – you see them fighting outside the ring. Yeah, so, I mean, you see that, like, um, Janetti is every bit the worker that um, Shawn Just, Michaels look, is. When, when Janetti and Michaels first were a tag team in 1986, Janetti was the better worker. Uh, Michaels was, was was wrestling only a year, and while he was always talented, he was raw. Janetti was the better worker. As time went by, Michaels became the better worker. Janetti was a great worker who destroyed his career because he he was the worst drug addict than Shawn Michaels, if you could believe that. Yeah, he he couldn't hold his shit down, and uh, he was he neither was, could Michaels. But I don't know how I don't know how Michaels survived. But Janetti and Michaels had to be broken up because they were going on the road. They were getting high together, banging bitches left and right together. So McMahon was smart to break them up. But once a drug addict, always a drug addict. And uh, Janetti, there was a documentary done on Janetti's life about five, six years ago. That that is a much see. It's on YouTube, and it is like the trial. It's like the, uh, the 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 fall from grace of Marty Janetti, and he talks about his drug abuse. And recently on Twitter, Marty Janetti was talking about doing a porno. I guess he's dead fucking broke. <laughs> oh, he should do it with Sonny, man. She, I guess she. <laughs> She probably wouldn't even do it with him, but uh, man, poor guy, because he had such promise, but uh, not not to be there. Um, I mean, look at this match. I mean, that, he move for move with Shawn Michaels. I mean, there was one move where uh, he jumps off the top rope and Michaels gets out the way, and then he falls on his feet and like, haha, boo boo, hits him. I mean, this was just back and forth. I mean, not top fucking action, and um, the finish of a Janetti tries to dive onto Michaels. Michaels gets out the way, and Janetti goes over the top rope and crashes to the floor. And um, Diesel rolls him back in. Michaels gets the one, two, three. 
Michaels retains the title. Yeah, it looks like Michaels like purposely ties himself in the rope uh, so that Nate could jump and then gets out the way and Janetti leaps at him. Yeah, like he. It looks like he ties him in the rope so that Janetti can't, you know, obviously because you're in the rope, you're not you're not allowed to be hitting it while you're in the rope. But like almost to escape the the the, the attack of um, uh, of Janetti. But then yeah, Janetti um, runs in at him and uh, he gets out the way just the last second, and uh, that's that for that. And not 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 long after this, Janetti fails another drug test and is fired again. He would be given several chances by McMahon because of his uh, potential. Of you know, because of his talent, because he was a great worker, but he kept walking up. Yep. So let's get on to this main event here, because this is the best match of the three here. Um, oh my God, and that's saying a lot. And no, 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 when I'm watching this match, the first half of the match, I'm like, the fuck is Melsa talking about? Right, six me stars. too. I was six like, how this ain't no six stars? At? I'm like, where the fuck is this six stars at? I mean, I see, I, I, and, and um, you watch the Steve Carino, Ke, uh, Kevin Kelly version. I I watch the Jim Ross, Josh Josh Barnett version, and Jim Ross is just like, you know, he's he's, he's talking about their backgrounds, but not one. Oh my God! Oh, none of that yet. None right. of that first first twenty minutes of the match. They're setting up for the next twenty five minutes because this match goes forty seven minutes. So there's two English commentaries. Why is that? Well, New Japan World, the website, has an English version that was Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino. Carino's no longer on the team because he's now with WWE. Uh, but this was his last assignment. And Access TV has the rights to, new, to, to replay New Japan, and they use uh, Josh Barnett and Jim Ross in the Access TV studios to, to dub over whatever footage they get from New Japan. Right. Okay. That's why you have two English broadcast teams. The live one on New Japan World and the Access TV one is Jim Ross and Josh Barnett. It was Mauro Ronello and Josh Barnett, but a year ago, Ronello left to go to the WWE. So who's who's commentating live then? It's, uh, the, which, uh, Kevin which... Kelly, Kevin oh. Kelly and Steve Carino. Okay, cool. So this match... Um, the match turns, Logan. The match turns when... Okada goes when when Okada goes over the the railing onto the onto the uh, announcer's desk, and then o- Omega puts the table on top of Okada and jumps off the top of the ring and stomps him. Yeah, unbelievable! And that's where the match goes from being it's an okay match to off the charts because from that moment on it's ridiculous. <laughs> But starting at the beginning here, they're grappling a bit. You know, there's some deep arm drags like Ricky Steamboat style by Okada. Um, he gets his Rainmaker reversed. Um, and we have uh, Omega spits in Okada's face, buys him some time there. Uh, there's this crazy sliding drop kick um, that um, it sends. Uh, Remember, we talked about Furnace's drop kick. If you. If, if, and it's hard to believe this. Okada's drop kick is even better. Yeah, it is. And it sends Kenny outside. Um, he gets thrown like hard into the barricade. Um, he he gets he, he tries for a uh, he gets his suplex gets reversed um, and he puts um, Omega's 
feet on the rail and then DDTs his head onto the floor. That was a crazy uh, uh, move there. So right away you get like his uh, a huge DDT onto the cement floor. Then Omega's like thrown um, right over the rail and then a cross body by Okada gets huge elevation over the rail. Um, then <clears throat> Omega then slams Okada's face into the mat um, with a crazy kind of move that I really wasn't sure what he was doing there, but Omega... Yeah, that, I don't even know what you call that shit. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say what these moves are. Omega gets a hurricane Rana. Um, it sends Okada again to the uh, floor. Um, he flips outside onto Okada um, f- right over the top rope. Um, then it, he get, hits a drop kick to Okada's head. Um, a, there's an FU by Okada. And then a running elbow to um, Omega. He um, he 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 gets the upper hand. Uh, I guess Omega. He, then he, he gets this leg lock on um, where he's yanking on Omega's head. And the uh, I guess Steve Carino didn't even know what to call this. I didn't know what to call it. Um, where he's kind of yanking on his head and locking his legs. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's some kind of submission maneuver. Um, then Omega gets a uh, springboard uh, moonsault over the guardrail uh, onto that's, Okada. That, that's part of the match. That's yeah. The, yeah. That, that, from that moment and on. And then he does the double stomp onto the table, oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, and when you watch the Jim Ross Access TV version with Josh Barnett, that's when Ross starts losing it. Oh, my! <laughs> So he he hits him with some a, a power bomb, uh, but um, Okada's uh, kicking out. Uh, I think he gets two power bombs, and then um, then the young bucks come out and they put the table up because they're on uh, Omega's side and they're trying to get Omega to like throw Okada into that table. Um, but uh, Omega winds up getting thrown through the table. Yeah. So, but uh, Omega gets um, Okada into this kind of fireman carry and then he rolls it into a moon he rolls and then does a moonsault um onto Okada. Uh Okada then puts Omega um on the top rope and then drops ki- drop kicks him in, um into the floor. Um and then there's a big back body drop um on Omega to the table, smashing yes. demolishing smashing. the table. <laughs> big missile drop kick by uh, Okada. Um, and then he gets the Macho Man elbow on Omega. Um, Omega then puts Okada on the top rope. He gets him in a in that um, Tiger Driver off the top rope. Um, right? It was like a one of those. Or no, it was a, like a full Nelson suplex off the top. That rope. was a full Nelson suplex. Yeah, right? full Nelson suplex. Then a. Uh, if you watch the, the when you. The Ross, Ross is like, he's chill. What's he going to try to do? He's going to try to break his neck. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it hurt. Uh, then he get a neck breaker by Omega. Uh, that's kind of like he's like he gets him up almost like. What is ridiculous from this point on? Every time Omega hits a move, it looks like he's going to win. It's a one, two, and three quarter count. I mean, fucking. Yeah. Okada's the master of kicking out at the last millisecond. So he gets a, a German by a German by Okada. Then he gets a, a big kick to Okada's face. 
big drop kick to his face. Omega's uh, a big drop kick to Omega's face as he's trying to come in from um, with a whole full head of steam. Um, then he tries for the rainmaker. Okada does. It gets blocked. Um, he, he gets a big kick to uh, Okada's face, and then he gets a hurricane runner from behind. Oh, got his yeah, back. Yeah, a, 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 a behind, a, a backwards hurricane. Yeah. What, what, Jim Ross called it a backwards hurricane. He gets a running knee on him. Um, oh, that knee was devastating. Oh. <laughs> then he tries for the Rainmaker. Okada does. It's blocked. And he, he uh, but then he gets the Tombstone and the Rainmaker. Um, and this is what I thought the match was over. He hits the Tombstone. He hits the Rainmaker. One, two, three and a quarters. Omega kicks out. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, Omega uh, rakes. Um, Omega rakes um, uh, Okada's eyes. Uh, but then, like, at some point, Okada then gets a drop kick to his stomach. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, he does. He does his drop kick to the lower torso, and right? he sends him like pounding into the corner. Um, <laughs> Omega then reverses a tombstone. Um, uh, he and he actually gets it, but then there's a, he kicks out. Uh, Okada kicks out. Then we see this big slugfest where they're elbowing each other, um, and then the snap full Nelson suplex by Omega, and um, and then a knee, but then um, a kick out by Okada. Omega then gets Okada on his shoulders. But then Okada kind of hops off, hits the Rainmaker, and then here is where it's just a blur of reversals. I can't even like account for everything that goes on after this because it's like now. So now, who did the who did the small package power bomb into a two into a two? That three was that was Omega. Oh, that was that was creative. Yeah, he grabs. He like puts his arms on his legs and slams them into. He's got him like he's got him rolled up. And boom, and it looks like nowhere in the world Okada can kick out. And at the last millisecond, Okada kicks out. I look, I didn't like Omega coming into this match because he he looks the part of he looks the part of a heel. But this motherfucker is talented, man. Oh my! Ah. Yeah, he really is. So then finally, there's a jumping tombstone and a rainmaker by Okada, and that's it. That's he, that's, he wins. That's a great finish to a great match. It's not six stars, ladies and gentlemen, but it's definitely five stars. Oh yeah. The first, the first half, the first half was building up to what was one of the greatest twenty last twenty minutes of any match. I mean, oh my god! And you know, after this match, Triple H tried desperately to bring Omega to the WWE, and Omega made the smart move because he saw what happened with Nakamura. Nakamura has been buried. In NXT for over a year and a half. I don't know, I know. what the fuck they're doing with this guy. Well, you know why? Omega, Cause he, he, they're afraid he's going to get over too big and kill Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous. You got one of the, one of the three or four most talented wrestlers on the planet, and you got him buried in the mud. It's, it's a Ken Logan to uh, the Yankees when they had Derek Jeter come up. Derek Jeter came up at 21. It would be akin to the Yankees keeping Derek Jeter in the minor leagues till he's 25. The fuck's he doing? What's it's a the joke fuck because, yeah, he's not getting any younger, and he's pretty old now, so, like, yeah, get him up there, man. Yeah, but the thing is, the man has so much charisma, he'd be so over. I mean, the feds, would he'd be the biggest thing. And if him and Styles feuded like they did in New Japan, 
you I could I guess they just don't wanna I just I guess they don't wanna up uh have somebody have more shine than Roman Reigns. That's yeah? what it is, man. And I, and you know I hear that Daniel Bryan is thinking about going into the um to New Japan when he gets out of his WWE contract. Yeah, they just won't they just won't let him release. I don't know when his contract uh is over, but he's been trying to get out of that contract for since he was told by the doctors he couldn't wrestle over a year ago. Yeah, and I, I'm starting to think that they told the doctor to tell him that to get him out the picture cuz he kept he kept overshadowing everybody, you know. And they don't like him. They don't like him being the big top babyface. So they're happy that he's like off the shelf now, you know, like so or on the shelf. So Yeah, but they but they use him. They 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 still use him. I mean, Right. Well, he's his contract is still running, so he has about a year left or maybe a little bit less than a year. And so he will, I believe, go to New Japan. He's been wanting to go to New Japan for the longest time, and I just can, can you imagine a feud between him and Omega? Yeah, I could. That's him what I'm o- saying. Him and Okada, him and Ta- 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 Tanahashi, unbelievable. Yeah, so I think he's going to because, like, I think I think the the his his bullshit thing is I think the WWE just never liked him. They never liked him being because they got too many cheers. And they want their fucking picked guys to get cheered like that, and they never do. So they they wanted him out of the picture. They were happy when he had to retire. They're like, sweet, we don't have to deal. <laughs> we don't have to deal with these yes, yes, yes chants and all this bullshit, of, you know. So I think that's that's what's going to happen. And, but, and, fa- and fans of this, fans of of great wrestling. Well, that's all we focus on is the greatest matches of all time. If you have access TV. Every Friday night, 8 o'clock, New Japan is on Access TV. They show the best matches from the last two years. They show the entire Wrestle Kingdom. They show this match in its entirety. And Jim Ross and Josh Barnett are the announcers. The show was voted by the Wrestling Observer uh, readers as the best wrestling show of 2016. And it's by a mile because... They take an entire New Japan match and they show it from its entirety with Barnett and Ross doing the commentary. And you see Kenny Omega, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tatsuchiko Okada. There's a guy named Naito who is phenomenal. Who is, I mean, he's just great. They have all this great talent, even after being rated by the WWE a year ago. Yo, they're going to get rated again, but that's the thing. WWE. Well, like... they tried to get Omega, but Omega was smart. Omega can make as much money, if not more, by staying with New Japan and not going... I mean, how much money is fucking Nakamura making in NXT? Come on. I think they're paying him way too much for him being there because they he... Now, AJ Styles should be wrestling him at WrestleMania, but instead well, he's going to be... That's why I got to give Styles credit. Styles, when, when, when he left TNA, WWE was going to put him... In NXT, and Styles said, "Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm better than anybody in your organization." So he went to Japan, build up his his reputation even more. Triple H came knocking. He said, "Well, I will come, but I'm not doing your NXT bullshit. I'm going straight to the main roster." And they put him right in the feud with John Cena. That's Smart right. They had him beat him. Styles. Yeah, smart move by Styles. As I don't know what Nakamura was doing, he might as well have just stayed in fucking Japan. Yeah, he's 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 fucking around with Bobby Roode and shit. So now uh, AJ Styles is gonna wrestle fucking Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. And it's just no big deal. He, like you said, he should be wrestling Nakamura. Yeah. Oh, 
Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane, Shane McMahon to go wrestle Stephanie or something. That's what they. Yeah, you know what should have been. I don't know. I didn't. I've never watched TNA. Did Styles ever? I'm sure Styles wrestled Angle in TNA, right? Hell yeah. All right, that should have been Angle's retirement retirement match. This, yeah. You know, on Saturday and Sunday, he wrestles Styles in a match that would steal the show. Yeah, they don't. They 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 don't want. Uh, I don't think they're going to let him wrestle again in for them. But uh, but yeah, that's great that he's going in the Hall of Fame and uh, you know. But it's they're wasting styles on fucking Shane McMahon. That's a fucking crying shame. But I guess it's, and, right before, and and um around WrestleMania we'll be doing a Kerry Angle's greatest performances to honor one of the greatest workers in the history of professional wrestler wrestling. A guy who from day one was a great worker. Not too many wrestlers can can just come straight out of college or straight out of the Olympics and boom. One, two, three. Kurt Angle was great from the minute he stepped into the ring. Yeah, he was a natural for sure. Probably the best, definitely the best, like, amateur ever to come into the pro wrestling. Oh, no, it's, it's between him and Jack Briscoe, former NWA World Champion. No, but I mean in the sense that he was the gold medalist. You know, I don't think. Right, he... right. Jack Briscoe was the NCAA champion. Yeah. He wasn't a gold medalist. You're yeah. right. Yeah. So definitely the best amateur wrestler to come in. And you're right. Who knows? Like the transition was faster. I don't know by. And who. what's crazy is he was coming off a broken neck, and look what he did. Amazing, yeah. He won a gold medal with a broken neck. Oh, Kurt! Nothing. You can't say enough about Kurt Angle and his accomplishments throughout his career. I know he's had problems with the drugs, and the and I think it had a lot to do with his broken neck. I mean, you, you, the the shit you got to go through trying to wrestle on a nightly basis when you when you've had your neck broken. Dude, he he got his wife stolen from him by Jeff Jarrett, man. It's pretty rough. But uh <laughs> Well, you know what? You marry a stripper, she's a hoe to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up here, man. Uh what what so the next uh wrestling show what are we going to do? Oh, I'm trying to remember pa 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 pa. pa. It was going to be somebody. It's not going to be Kurt Angle yet. It's going to be somebody else's greatest. But, Ray oh, Mysterio? Yeah. We're going to, no, we did Ray Mysterio already. Kasuchika Okada's greatest performances will be up next. Okay, cool. That's going to be a good one. And um, we will um, – all right, we'll talk then. We're going to be talking boxing and uh, the movie uh, on Sunday, so check that it, out. The movie's called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's available. Cinemax. All you guys have cable. Cinemax On Demand. Yeah. All right, man, and then Ezra Charles. And then we'll be doing the greatest performances of the greatest light heavyweight fighter of all time. We all, but none of that footage is available, so we'll be looking at two of his greatest performances as a heavyweight, Ezra Charles. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. See you Sunday, big man. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for listening, everybody.